I'm confused. I thought we were trying to get rid of that, not add it in. Welcome to Consume for Good. I'm Billy. And I'm Emily. And we're your everyday couple trying to stumble our way through a plant-based keto diet. Uh, join us every week as we tell you our journey and what we learn. Uh, before we get started, we do want to say, you know, everybody's journey is different. This is our journey. Before you go down this path, make sure you're consulting experts. Uh, it is a lot. Keto is a lot. Adding in plant-based keto is even more. So just make sure that it is the right uh, journey for you and hopefully we can help support it. Definitely. So like I said, this week we're talking all about fats. If you know anything about keto, you know that one of the struggles that everyone has is getting enough fats into their diets. This is where some of the stereotypes I think of like bacon only keto diets come from. We would never, even when we ate meat, we never did like just straight bacon. So that wasn't us. But I see where people go with that because they're trying to get enough fat into their diet. Previously, we grew up in a time where it was changing a bit, but fats always had that negative connotation of if you cut out fat, that's how you lose weight. I think that's a big, also like the jazzercise of the 80s, right? That area yeah. of low fat, high-waisted leotard, that sort of time. Um, there was a big push in, in a lot of diet culture of cutting out fat. A lot of research since has shown that that's not quite true. It's more cutting out sugar rather than fat that's really helpful in maintaining weight. Um, and the keto diet as well is all about having the right sort of fats. And the keto diet itself is all about having enough fat so that your body starts to run on fat rather than carbs and burn that fat in turn. Yeah, and it's really important that to make sure, one, you're, you're getting these fats. And also, you know, I think one of the big things is you know, low sugar was one of the things that we went through, but the type of fat, so you had, you know, saturated fat, polyunsaturated fat, you know, all these different terms. And, you know, I think one of the big ones then, like when we were growing up was trans fats were kind of linked to some kind of heart, uh, you know, cholesterol and things like that. So I think there was a big push to remove them in the process of removing them. I think they kind of added this like negative connotation. And so, you know, fast forward, 20 years mm -hmm. and keto is becoming big there's a lot of people that ask us this question all the time well aren't you worried about your health and you know from a lot of what i've been hearing from other people that do keto one of the benefits is as long as you're focusing on the right fats and incorporating them into your your diet you're actually probably going to see better results and probably just an overall healthier life now this is not backed up by any reports that i could find i did find an article by harvard medical uh, journal talking about the difference in fats and why certain fats are better and we'll kind of pop into that uh, uh, in a little bit for us i think one of the biggest benefits of doing plant-based keto versus regular keto is right people hear the word fats and then they go and they're like okay i'm gonna eat 10 pounds of bacon <laughs> i've hit my meat goal i've hit my fat goal uh, and my carb goal because there's little to no carbs in bacon but realistically you know, that's not necessarily the healthiest way about going about the diet. Whereas this way we can actually look at the fats and incorporate the right ones to make sure that we're being healthy and successful in what we're adding. And I think that that is, even though it's a lot more of a struggle, plant-based keto has actually been better because those individual components we're now able to tweak as an individual component versus, you know, it's just part of the food and we have to either eat this food and it fits or it doesn't. Now we can kind of 
tweak a little bit better. And there's definitely a lot of people that would see a lot of the fats that we eat as a good one. Um, some people might have heard of the Mediterranean diet. So it's heavy on nuts, heavy on olives, um, a lot of seafood, which we obviously don't have, but using olive oil, having that um, really fat heavy food. Um, and they have seen some of those in small studies, the Mediterranean diet is healthy for people. They have lower health risks, lower weight, all of that because it is good fats. It's not eating a slab of bacon, like you said, it's nuts, olives, olive oil, things that they can see as unprocessed fats and ones that they know are healthy for your body. Yeah, so I think one of the, the big things like that is, is just making sure that when you're incorporating fats, if you're adding them in or they're a part of your already diet, just understand what they are and where they're coming from and understand how your body processes those specific fats. And for us, a couple of the fats that we have found and we have added in is, you know, we've done avocado oil, mostly for cooking things in, instead of just cooking everything in olive oil, but we've added in olive oil. We've also added in uh, MCT oil, um, which is MCT stands for medium chain triglyceride. It is a generally derived from coconuts mm -hmm. uh, is where they get it. So uh, coconuts is another good place to to add in those different different fats. Some other ways that we get a lot of fat, uh, we eat olives. It's definitely a good snack because it's low carb, but also heavy in, um, in fat and fats that we know. It's not too processed, it is just the olives. We do also have avocado, that's a pretty standard one of a really fatty vegetable that's good for you. Um, as well as nuts, again, yeah, nuts a snack ever. that we have said before. Um, and that's sort of a good combination of it happens to be high in fats, low in carbs. So they do work really well for snacks for us. Um, and they're pretty common within most of the, like I said, Mediterranean diet or the keto diet. Yeah, and, and finding those different ways, like I said, we've obviously, we've talked about protein, we've talked about carbs, we've talked about fats. Um, one of the things is that we've we've noticed is is looking for foods that contain healthy fats already tend to be higher in carbs. So when planning out your macros, whether you plan it on a daily basis or a weekly basis, I would say the one thing you want to make sure of is is making sure that those things, you know, fit within in the specific macros that you're you're going after. Mm -hmm. uh, I know our adjustment into plant based, Although has been up and down in a few places, it definitely has felt like, you know, we the one thing that catches us off guard is, is a lot of things that we used to not eat as much, now we're maybe missing the carbs and the different macros behind them. You know, an avocado, it's it's a lot, lot healthier than, you know, just a stick of butter, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody's kind of joked about the the butter in your coffee, right? right? So I think that, you know, from a standpoint of which way goes better, I would I would lean more towards an avocado. I just, I think texture-wise, butter in my coffee is not quite me. <laughs> and that's when, just like the protein that we were talking about last week, we really had to think about, like you said, the fats. So in our, in our daily routine, we had to add in a protein shake because we were not getting enough protein. But in that same shake, we were adding some MCT oil into it to ensure that we were getting a bit more fat. It is definitely a bigger struggle with the plant-based to, to balance those three, the carbs, fats, proteins. And so we had to find a few ways, like you said, to tweak it, to manipulate our diet, to make sure that we were meeting all of our goals. I think it's a lot easier to hit all your carbs quickly with the plant-based because everything has carbs. Um, but the other protein and fat definitely take a bit more consideration. And again, we said it every single episode, but that tracking app that we used, Carb Manager, helps every single time. 
You can put in your day, see, okay, my wheel will be off. I If I eat this, I'll have to add more fat or I'll have to add this. And you can kind of plan your day using that and knowing um, what your macros will look like by the end of the day. We've talked a little bit about a bunch of different things over the last three episodes. And I think that this is a good place to kind of wrap up this small, I would say mini series within, mm-hmm. within our regular season. For each one of them, we wanted to just touch on them a little bit more specifically to each macro, the protein, carbs, and fats. One of the important things with this is those are the three key things that really you have to balance. And we have found that balancing them when switching from a animal-based keto diet to a plant-based keto diet has been a lot more difficult in the adjustment. Once we've kind of figured it out, and we talked about it last week too, is now that we're working out and adding in more food, it has made it substantially easier. But at the same time, it's important to kind of understand each part, how they work together so that, you know, you can make sure that it's easier to, to grab things and make the mental connection. Mm-hmm. And then you're not getting in trouble where you're buying cereal, a cereal that seems perfect. And all <laughs> of a sudden it's got milk in it. I think that's the important part of understanding each of these individual parts and then how they fit together. And then looking at it as how that then whole process fits within plant-based keto diet. Definitely. I think when you understand areas that are maybe a bit more struggle to fully achieve within the plant base, it's easier to plan those. And we are trying to move to a point where we definitely still track, but we're almost tracking just to double check our mental math, right? And that's, I think, really why we wanted to do part of these these mini series as well, because it helps the understanding. And then you can do that mental math and it's not quite the same obsessive over the app of what what is it? And and also maybe rolling the dice of let me put this in and will it be the right macros at the end, right? <laughs> you know, that's you can't really do that with keto. You have to know that it will be the right macros because if you go way over or way under on one thing, it's a bit late if you've already eaten it. <laughs> Fats are pretty self-explanatory versus proteins and, and carbs. The reason being is when switching to plant-based, obviously you are replacing how you got protein entirely versus fats. Fats were already there. It's just a matter of what fats you might be using. So I think as we wrap this up, it's uh, it's really fun to kind of roll into our wins, fails, and now adjustments. I think that adding adjustments last week has definitely been better. It just, it adds another element that, you know, we are constantly adapting and, and trying to make a better go at this and we fail sometimes, but at the same time, we're learning from our mistakes. Yeah, I think it's it's a great way to show everyone our process and, and how it goes for us. So starting with fails, and this sort of is a bit of a peek into next week with our cheat meal episode, but our fail really has been trying to find foods that resemble things that you used to be able to eat. So I'm sure once you start on your plant-based keto diet, if you have like us, um, you're starting to see more and more ads on different social media of foods that might replace ones you used to eat. I think a good example is Catalina Crunch has been advertising Mm -hmm. to me constantly, at least, of their sandwich cookies that look very suspiciously like Oreos. And they are apparently keto and vegan. And so we have been talking a lot about not just that comparison, but the cereal that we bought before, um, Smart Sweets, their version of Swedish Fish, right? And Gummy Bears. And I think another company, Project 7, just came out with Gummy Bears. The fail within all of this is that all these companies are really trying ketos on trend. They're trying to produce products that will be bought by people on it, but they never quite deliver. It can meet some of the cravings, and that's definitely, I think, a good thing there. But also the fail piece of this is the cost. So not only like uh, 
you know, a box of keto version Oreos are definitely going to set you back 15 bucks when regular Oreos are just $4, right? Just come for your cheat meal. Um, but also a lot of the keto substitutes or variations of foods have a lot of other things in them. So I'm not saying Oreos are the cleanest food by any means. Maybe that was a poor example. But, you know, when you get into like some of these foods that are vegan, they're keto, they're gluten-free, they're this, you know, and then you start to wonder if it's missing all of these things, what is it actually made up of? And we definitely in the past have struggled in our stomachs, maybe more specifically, have struggled processing those things. Sometimes the gluten-free, the allergen-free, all of those you're sort of left with nothing that great that your stomach's used to processing. So more, not only the financial cost, but also the cost of like, was it worth it for just a few cookies that didn't taste the way that they're meant to, and it still kind of knocked you out of keto anyway. That's the... That really kind of lends itself to, is the replacement really going to satisfy that, that taste that you're looking for? If you're looking for an Oreo taste and feel and all that stuff that might, even though it's not necessarily better or the ingredients are not quite as good, which we kind of joked, it's in the process of Oreo using the cheapest ingredients <laughs> process possible has naturally made them, you know, plant-based friendly in, right? <laughs> in, that, in, in that strive, which is, we kind of laugh about, but you know, if it's something that you're really looking for, I think the problem is is not only is it expensive but you're taking that gamble and it seems like nothing has really any of the time we've taken these gambles it's just close enough but it's not quite right and then it ends up becoming this bigger thing later down the road whereas we could have just gotten a box of oreos i know it sounds stupid and been done with it mm -hmm. for sure and i think that's also one we've talked previously in other episodes of like double checking and I think that has been a big piece of that as well, is that these companies that are are working really hard to produce what people want, whether it's keto Oreos or sweets or whatever, but they are obviously constantly changing their makeup of what they produce as well because it's not always great. So they're trying to adapt it and make it something that is still enjoyable meeting these macros. So I think that's where like Smart Sweets, we loved Smart Sweets when it first came out, definitely a smaller package for how many carbs, but at least it, it felt like a real candy. Um, they recently have changed their recipe and it's way more carbs and definitely not as good. So we, we have a suspicion of maybe the previous packaging wasn't as clear or they've changed their formula for whatever reason. Um, we won't speculate why, but... And that's one of those things as well, like it's not worth it when it's not quite right. It doesn't have the right texture. It's a lot more carbs. You know, you're still going to be out of whack a bit. You might as well give yourself a couple more days, like you said, have a cheat meal and eat the real thing and kind of scratch that itch properly rather than not having it, not having it and just almost obsessing over trying to find something close mm -hmm. when nothing close will do. Yeah, and we'll talk more about that as Emily alluded to. Our next episode is all about cheat meals. We're very excited about that one. We're, we're planning a whole shebang. <laughs> as we kind of transition out of fails, I don't, like you said, I don't think that that was really a fail as much as it's just something that we keep like coming across. Mm -hmm. um, and especially as you start putting keto into Instagram and Facebook, I mean, everybody wants to, everybody has a keto friendly thing. So mm -hmm. I would say that the fail is more of, be conscious of what's being advertised to you versus what you're actually getting in that retrospect. From a win standpoint, which is a good segue, although this does not sound like a win from experienced keto dieters, 
we maintained our weight last week. Mm-hmm. We have gotten to a point where we, in the p- previous run of keto, had plateaued. And in that case, when you when you see those plateaus, sometimes they happen, and you have to realize that. And that and you're probably like, well, why is that a win? Well, the win is that you do naturally get to these points in your journey that you will get stopped. And I think that's why you see a lot of people drop out of keto uh, because they'll lose a lot of weight real quickly and then they'll stop at this point and it's hard to get past that point. You know, you, you try everything you're, you know, you're, you're tracking, you're doing all this stuff, but trust in that you're doing everything right. And you just might need a couple weeks for your body to kind of move to that next step. And I think that for us, maintaining weight is just as important as going down because realistically, if you start going back the other way, then you have to really look at, at what you're doing and going, I'm doing something wrong. So I think that that's why maintaining weight is just as a win for us as it is, you know, dropping a few pounds on the scales. Definitely. Your body's not going to lose weight every week. That's just not going to happen, right? You said we reach plateaus. And I think the win really as well is is not giving up. Weight cycling or like losing gaining, losing, gaining is not good for your body. So being able to almost like trust the system, keep going, even though there isn't a lot on the scale, not giving up is always going to be a win. I think that's the hardest thing sometimes is not being able to have some of the foods you might want to. If you're having a bad week, not seeing a weight loss, it's easy to give up and then gain a few pounds and, and start that cycle again. So I think that's our win is not only maintaining, not gaining, but also a win for us personally of being able to still keep moving forward and still keep doing what we've been doing. Like I said, everybody's journey is a little bit different and we've done this before in a different context. So I know we kind of hit certain markers within where we are and we go, okay, that's good. But for, you know, if you're getting started, it, it can be a bit, a bit scary. So, you know, trust in, like I said, trust in the process. We love putting out these resources and, you know, hopefully we can maybe put out a little bit more of that, you know, kind of that mental piece behind keto later down the road of like how we press forward. (laughs) I think any sort of change to your diet is a struggle, right? And I think that's a lot of our looking is, is more small changes and making it sustainable. So I think any changes, it takes a bit of, you know, training your body and your mind so I think maybe just yeah pressing forward like that and so as we kind of continue about our journey forward we want to talk about adjustments so last week we were talking about adding a bit more food in and working out a bit more that's you know definitely reaching a plateau that's part of that process we have to up our working out but our adjustment for this week is more being wary of our hydration so obviously we all know that we have to hydrate and be healthy I think with our particular situation of being home, you know, and only leaving for a daily dose of exercise, it's easy to forget to drink water. I think we all have our routines and our normal jobs or normal lives, but this isn't our normal. So it's it's good to remember to be hydrating. And I know that for me, and part of our adjustments come from this, is some days I drink lots of water and some days I drink none. So kind of finding a balance. We um, are big advocates of having a Nalgene and being able to see how much you're drinking. And with the two of us, it's easy to check in and say, hey, have you drunk much water today? And, and Or I'll fill yours up. But definitely really being attentive to our hydration has been something we've been working on um, this last week, just because it is something that we've let slide. Mm-hmm. Hydration is a very important part that sometimes gets overlooked. And just having a Nalgene or any other bottle that you can carry around with you, 
Um, I would recommend if you're looking down, going down the eco route, Nalgene's are great, but there's a company that we follow, United by Blue, that has a really cool, like, uh, reusable utensil and straw set. Mm -hmm. um, definitely uh, give it a good look. Um, I'll link it in the description. No affiliate or anything like that. It's just a good set of things to have with you as kind of a, a good part of your toolkit. But it's definitely something that it, for me, it was something that I wasn't paying attention to. Um, but hydration does play a big part in this diet. So you just want to make sure that, you know, you're the amount of water that you need. And if you see something funky in maybe the scales or something weird along your journey, it's definitely something that gets overlooked, I feel like, quite a bit. So I would def definitely say, you know, take a look at the hydration. If maybe it's not kind of point, you know, maybe give it a week or two of really making sure that you're getting that that liquid H2O and, and then go from there if you don't see um, kind of a change. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So other than that, I mean, we really don't have, I mean, we don't have a lot more for this episode. Uh, you know, uh, we're doing our best to, to come up with new and exciting content, but at the end of the day, for those of you that have partaked in this journey, there are lots of fun weeks and there's not so fun weeks. And, fat weeks. <laughs> and then there's weeks where we sit down and we spend 20 minutes talking about fat and where to get fat <laughs> when we're all trying to get rid of it, ironically. Next week, we are excited about. Next week is cheat week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What's important is, is as we kind of roll into next week, it's something that is a part of this diet and it, it's a fun part of this diet if you make it fun, but you have to realize that there are limitations to it. So we hope to kind of talk about what it is and, and how we go about it and you know, why it's important physically and mentally, I would say that there are two benefits, there are a few benefits to it. So Please make sure to join us next week. Um, if you haven't had a chance to check out our website or any of our socials, you can find us at Consume for Good. Uh, we are super excited to see you next week. Wow.